planet where it is more about you than it is about me and i need you to understand that why do you need me to understand that wolfpack well this is why i need you to understand that i need you to understand that because this show is about you talking it's not about me talking so much i talk all week i talk all week i talk all week about topics in formula one about my views my perspectives in formula one you know me and the wolfpack fam just had an epic first racing event in Wolfpack Epic Grudge Racing Series in F123. I can say that they made some changes to the game that definitely seem pretty good, but I can also say they've they need to work on some things in the game that they that are not there just yet. So let's go ahead and talk about how this is going to work. All right. There's a poll right now in the chat. Do you like the cost cap error? Several of you are still voting on that, still trying to decide is this something that you like or not? And I can completely understand that. And we're going to get to that as one of our topics. But let's go ahead and talk about some soft topics while we're sitting here waiting and, and trying to get into this show and trying to let people pour into the live chat, into the audience. The link is in the description and it is in the live chat all right good morning good day mary beanie good morning she says that's right because it's 1 30 in the morning uk mary beanie big shout out to you for being the first one to join the live chat race motorsports tv big shout out to you too fam so let's talk about the way this is going to work so the way it works is you need a laptop or a desktop once you click that calling link you will have the access not only to be in the audience in the studio but you will have the ability to do a live call in come on the tv come on the channel say what you have have to say maybe you got a debate maybe you got something to add maybe you just got something that you want to say about formula one that you're not feeling that is why i have offered up this platform it is not about me just strictly saying here trying to give you my perspectives i want to hear what you got to say and i want other people to hear what you got to say if you don't this is going to be an easy show for me i'm going to run through these four segments i'm going to go and get me another liter and a half of water i'm going to sit in the bed and come up we're going to talk about going into the sprint gp weekend and we're going to be off that's as simple as it's going to be all right because I spend a lot of time doing other stuff, but I want to hear what you got to say. Ram Bro 88, DG Big Blue, and we do have another new VIP member. You see the new boxes right there. Shipped out another box going over across the pond to the UK. Big shout out to Blue Diva getting the VIP box. We got another VIP member that is going to be awarded this Sunday live on our race highlight show finale lap. That's what that VIP box is there for. It's going to be packed with a bunch of goodies. Somebody's going to get that box. Let's go ahead, Sylvia Wick, and talk about some soft topics. So listen, we got new investors. Oh, wait a minute, but we're going to open up. My bro Will is ready. We're going to open up with WPPN F1 Canada Grudge Race Rundown. Let's let Will go ahead and break us in today for starting this show off. It says, can I access Will's device? So Will might have to do some things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Will go ahead and get his situation together. And then I'm going to bring him back on as soon as he's ready to get brought on. But while he's doing that, we're going to talk about some soft topics. And when I'm done with that, uh, one of them, we'll let Will back in as soon as he gets ready. So let's talk about this. We got investors coming in the out f1 okay i do think that i think the story headlines are focused like that they shouldn't be focused on ryan riddle because he's one of my favorite actors especially with the deadpool character uh many other roles that he's played in and one where he got his mind kind of doubled he was an old man got doubled into a younger body he, he and blade one of the marvel movies that actually helped marvel before marvel came up with the whole marvel universe give blade give wesley snipes his props but ryan riddle is also a very very nice character in there as well not nice as far as what he's doing but funny played the part well and he's done el several other projects that I like but I think that the headlines are a bit missing the point if you notice one of the gentlemen up there Michael B. Jordan 
That's a black man. I would like to know how many, if any, do you know of black investors in Formula One right now that hold a stake in a Formula One team? I don't think that they're talking enough about that. If Formula One is so serious about diversity and really trying to promote and trying to advertise and let people know, like, listen, we are a sporting agency. We are a sporting organization that maybe we've gotten it wrong for so long, but we're not trying to get it wrong any longer. Michael B. Jordan joined with his buddies and Ryan Reynolds and Rob have bought a stake in Alpine, the Formula One team, and we are are more than happy just like Lewis Hamilton is a stake in the Denver Broncos we are more than happy to have somebody some type of representation of the black community invested in Formula One in the form of Alpine I mean it could have been a better team but Alpine I am cool with it let's let's see where they go but I don't think they're talking enough about that I don't think I don't think they're talking enough about that headline. I don't think they're really putting that toward the forefront. Not that it's 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 not really common. Why would you not talk about something that isn't really common? How common is it? It's not that common. And I think that if they did, maybe, maybe not only would they show like, hey, we're trying to do better with the with with having a diverse amount of people from top to bottom in Formula One in the garages. Stewards, marshals, mechanics, drivers, team owners, team principals, CEOs, all of that. And I don't think they're putting enough highlight on the fact that Michael B. Jordan is part of the organization or part of the team that has now purchased a stake in Alpine. And I think it might be upwards of 200 and something million dollars. Don't quote me on the price, but period. Nice little stake, a nice little entrance of Americans coming into a European sport. And I like it. I think about it. It definitely tops off the headline with what's going to go on later on this year as we have uh, Las Vegas going to be kicked off. I already have Miami. Coda's coming. I told you all, I do believe there will be a fourth GP in the United States of America somewhere around the Midwest or Northern region. I just believe that. So I do think, you know, they need to put a little bit more highlight on that. I think that's something that they need to do. That's something that I'll be looking for them to do. I think that is something that's cool. Will is about ready. What's up? What's going on? We got more fam in there. See, we got Cole, uh, what we got? Oli Man in there. We got Wildcat in there. We got a uh, Blue Diva in there. We got the McC in there and will says he's ready to bring us our wppn network f1 grudge race rundown let's see if he's really ready though let's see if he's really ready this time he is ready this time give me a mic check will yeah we got a mic check my bro is in there go ahead speak up a little bit more for me and let's go ahead pop off will oh i see you representing bro i see you got that shirt bro i see you i see you (laughs) what's going on man talk to me talk to them We'll do the we'll do the quick little rundown. See if I can all get right. this all fit in real quick. So let's get to it. Lap one turmoil. So our top six: Poo, Stop Pausing, Young Bugambi, AMG Dens, Metro Crispy, and Broken Hypocrite. Jocelyn for position in the first few laps. Broken got caught on the spin cam on lap two. Fallen and Tony DNF on lap two. Chaos and S450 pit for new wings and switch to hards. The drivers now settle in for the first stint. Sway gets caught on the spin cam on lap eight. Hillian makes a pass on stop pausing in the hairpin for a P4 on lap nine. Artistic DNFs on lap nine. Chaos DNFs on lap ten. But the 
rain came on lap 13 as drivers came in for enters, but Broken stayed out on the mediums as Jumbagambi chased him down on enters like Hamilton chased Norris in Sochi 2021. Hilly and DNF'd on lap 14, Stinky DNF'd on lap 15. Jumbagambi finally made the pass on Broken at the start of the final lap and held the lead until the very end. An amazing race. Everyone except for So Fresh received the penalty from the stewards who were handing them out like Oprah was handing out keys to G6s. Our top 10. Jumbagambi, Stop Pausing, Broken, Pooh, Mike, Sway, AMG, Mr. Cedric, Ben, and Will. Now, time to pay the bills. Our sponsor tonight, DRS Chicken. Made in Dresden, the heart of the Deutschland. One out of five drivers devoured Dresden's delicious DRS chicken rather than another competitor made by a famous colonel from the Bluegrass State. Oh, that is. When you need a main course to go with all the fixings, choose DRS Chicken. Back to you, Jay. Chicken, yo, bro. Hey, listen, I'm gonna give a big shout out to these sponsors, DRS Chicken. Uh, it, it, we have several sponsor spots open. If anybody would like to purchase an advertising spot on F1 Minute or any other other live segments that I run here at Wolfpack Performance, feel free to reach out, uh, Gmail, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and we'll go ahead and get you plugged in. Thank you, DRS Chicken. That was. That's pretty good. Maybe maybe we should think about that. So anyway, we DRS chicken was so awesome. Oh my gosh, I gotta give him something for that. DRS chicken was ridiculously awesome. Like I did not see that coming. That was pretty damn good. I gotta give him a gunshot too. So yeah, so listen, our first topic right now is gonna be Lewis's contract. So get your get your things ready, get ready for that. First, on the next soft topic, because we just talked about Michael B. Jordan and the investors, but we're also talking about there are, there is a notion out there going on that Red Bull may have missed or given up too early on Alex Albon. Uh, I do. I think it's a yes and a no. I think that Red Bull was not the place for Alex. I think that Red Bull is not the type of team that's going to wait nor give a driver a certain amount of time. They want to know if you have it, and they want to know if you got it then and right now. And if you don't, they're ready to move on from you. So with that being the case, I don't think Red Bull missed on Alex. I think Alex may have not been ready for his window of opportunity. And also, I think that big shout out to the mechanic with a super chat saying, y'all wait till I get my rig set up. I want all the smoke. You can have all the smoke, the mechanic. We got it all up in the Wolfpack Effort Grudge Racing Series. Trust me, we got enough smoke in there. More smoke than Max fans got orange pop smoke at the damn races, man. They'll probably have it out there this weekend. So, yeah, I think that Alex would not have thrived at Red Bull. I don't think the environment there was productive for I don't think it was supportive for him I think that he is thriving right now in Williams because of the environment and the type of support he has and maybe even a little less if none toxicity level that Red Bull definitely carries he doesn't have to worry about that so um that that I do think now the other thing is there's another thing going out there that Danny Rick may be having his return he's already with Red Bull but it is indeed seeming like Nick DeVries and, and, and if this does happen, this speaks to what I just said, that Red Bull is the type of team they want it now. They want to they want to see the goods. And if you actually have them and you can produce them for them to give you any type of leeway right now, Nick DeVries, I believe, is very suspect for Red Bull. And if they know they have a driver and Danny Rick, especially if he's putting in sim time and they see some things that they like, I don't think they're going to hesitate to drop Nick DeVries off and put Danny Rick in that seat because Yuki is already doing what he should be doing. And he's bringing points to the team. It's not like 
like he's bringing an abundant amount of points, but Yuki's been there far more than Nick DeVries has been there. When they thought Nick DeVries would take them there, seeing what he did in the Williams and Monza, they felt that Nick DeVries would bring that type of energy. He would bring that productivity and he has not brought that. And, Baraka said it best on our last show. Maybe the the grading curve for the entrance rookies is a bit skewed than it should be based on anomalies that we've seen. But I can say this. Nick DeVries' resume would have said that we were safe to assume that he would have been outshining the rookies that are on the grid now. And he's not doing that. He's not doing it. Sylvia Wick says, I'm going to bring big smoke with my amazing team boss, Racer X210. Big love to everyone. Big love to you, too. Also announcing the drivers for the Wolfpack fam that will be competing in the Delta Zero production racing series. We will have Derwin Hill as the number one driver. We will have S450 as the number two driver. And Racer X210 will be the reserve driver representing Wolfpack in that DZP uh, racing series. Also, there will be other Wolfpack drivers that will be competing in there, uh, but those are the three teammates that I will be team principal over, so look out for that. We will have updates coming on that. Will will go ahead and break us in Mondays with updates once that series starts. I'm pretty sure he will be abreast of that situation. So let me know, do you think Red Bull missed on Alex or maybe Alex is where he needs to be? Also, how do you feel about Danny Rick getting into a seat in AlphaTauri? And we're about to get into the real grease and grime of the DRS chicken. How about that? Let's get into the grease of the DRS chicken. All right. So we're going to get ready to talk about Lewis's money. Where the money at? Where's the money at? Uno, see you in the audience. Where is the money at? Lewis's contract is coming up. I got a couple of things that I do think about that contract coming up. Uh, a lot of people, it's been long awaited. A lot of people have been wondering, where is this contract? When is Lewis going to lock in this contract? I don't think Lewis worried about it so much. I pretty much felt like he would get it, him, he and Toto would get it handled as they saw fit. But there are a couple of things that I'm looking for when this contract comes out, all right? So first, let's just go over some some suspected driver salaries, all right? We got Valtteri. Now, we're, we're only going to talk about drivers that are like 10 mil and up. Like, everybody else is kind of working their way to a bigger bag. If you're not double-digit millions, I'm not really concerned about it right now. When you get them, we'll talk about it then. But Valtteri over Alfa Romeo is 10 million, a four-year contract, all right? Then we have next on that list will be Charles at $24 million with his five-year contract. And I do believe that contract is going to be up in 2024. Don't quote me on that, but it is coming up. We'll see what he ends up doing. Then you have Carlos Saint at $12 million. Then next up, you have Lando at $20 million. I'm kind of inclined to wonder if Lando's contract doesn't go down $20 million. I'm uh, wondering if he's really going to be able to show, but I think McLaren need to offer him a good package and a good car, good strategy before maybe they look at trying to decrease his salary. I think that McLaren needs to go ahead and uh, pony up a little bit more to decide if the driver is the problem or the bottleneck or not. Charles is the same way. I think it's safe for us to say that maybe Ferrari have done themselves a disservice with that, so I'm not looking to see Charles if he's going to take a lesser bag, although Charles has made his mistakes. Then you have Lewis Hamilton, $35 million without a doubt, has earned that money. Uh, I'm going to be looking to see what I'm going to tell you next. Then you have Sergio Perez, $10 million, which I felt Sergio, uh, you signed too early, you signed for too little, you definitely should have had more. I think, honestly, uh, $10 million, if Valtteri's getting 10 you definitely deserve more than 10 Brother, come on. Uh, I'm sorry. If Valtteri's getting 10 if Carlos Sainz is getting 12 Carl, 
if Carlos Sainz is getting 12 million, Perez, what are you doing at 10? What are you doing at 10? That's that's why I'm trying to say your management team sucks with getting you that check. And you got a good sponsor. You bring money. Okay, so that's a problem. Blue Diva in the chat. Our Queen Mary can fill you in on Lewis's contract. If Mary wants to fill us in on the contract, then Mary needs to come on F1 Minute because this is what it's for. And this is why we have the platform. So Mary needs to hop into the live audience, do the live call in so I can bring her on screen and she can give us a little bit of that inside track for the Lewis contract. Not that I was trying to rhyme, but it did rhyme there. Then we have... Max Verstappen at $55 million. Now, these are suspect figures, but I don't imagine they would be too far off. Blue Diva says, check what Mary is saying in the chat. Jay, I will go ahead and check that right now. Let me see. Uh, Mary says nothing in the chat right here. Actually, Blue Diva, I'm in the audience. I don't see her in there. Uh, so let me let me continue on. She is just have her come to the audience and do it because it's easier for me to boom right there when it's not highlighted so I can see it. So this is what I'm looking for. All right. If... If I see a one-year contract, if I see a one-year contract, and it's due to Lewis wanting a one-year contract, I'm going to have to start leaning into the possibilities if Lewis doesn't feel like Mercedes is where he wants to finish and he's possibly leaving his options open. All right? If we see a struggle of financial compensation unable to be reached if we see them struggling there then i'm going to start to wonder is mercedes not seeing the value of a great driver in lewis hamilton at this point moving forward do they feel like lewis because right now i don't think mercedes uh has any right given that they've brought a turn up to the grid for lewis hamilton and george russell I don't think they have the room. And if they did, then they have the audacity to try to say, Lewis, you know, we think maybe you're not so great anymore. We're looking for a discount. We want a discount. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want a one year, we want a discount. We don't think we should pay you that much. This is what I'm going to start looking for. Now, it said, suppose that this contract is going to be announced Silverstone. And I want to see if that's even going to happen. Galactica says Sir Lewis would drive for Merck for free if he can get the eighth world driving championship next year and beyond. I think he will retire at Merck when he can no longer drive. And I do also feel that that would be the best thing I would like to see. I would like to see, but it's not about what I would like to see, but it would be. Uh, commendable and respectable if Lewis retired from Mercedes. I don't think I see Lewis going anywhere. It doesn't fit to me. Like when the whole Ferrari thing kicked off, I was like, no on that. And Lewis going to Ferrari would be doing Ferrari a service more than Ferrari will be doing Lewis a service. OG Zilla says, you forgot the highest paid clown at $24 million. Mm. Hot damn, OG Zilla. Shit. Uh, Blue Diva says Lewis has already signed his contract. Mary. Okay, so Lewis has already signed his contract. Lewis already signed his contract. Uh, I thought it was going to be announced at Silverstone. Evidently, it's already been signed. So Lewis has already signed his contract. And let me try to scroll up. Mary says Lewis has already signed. Okay, so he signed his contract already. I want to know the numbers. I want to know what the years are. Does he, do you know that? Does Mary know that? Does Mary know the... The this is why it's good to come into F1 minute. This is why it's good to come into F1 minute. So if anybody knows that the terms of the contract, how many years uh, around about financial compensation, 
I'm looking for a legacy contract. I'm looking for something that also says that Lewis has the right or will be around as a consultant for Mercedes for some odd years and um, something like that. All right. I'm looking for something like that. If, uh, if, if Lewis is only doing a two, another two year contract, he's got a, that two year contract is kind of like a give and take to me. Like, hey, I'll stay for more than a year. I need to I need the bag to be right. So two years. OK, if it's two years, fine. Two year contract. I'm good with that. It's still, you know, it's not like saying, hey, I'm only giving you one year because I want to keep my options open. It's not like Mercedes saying this, but I also would like to see what the money is going to be um, uh, as far as what his financial compensation is going to be. Because what we got two year, well, we got three year on here for Max Verstappen at 55 million for his salary. Um, and we had Lewis Hamilton two year, his salary for 2023 at 35 million. So I want to know where we are. Are we north or south of those financial figures uh mechanic says big bro wolf some things are family exclusive that is true that is true some things are family exclusive like we got a lot of things going on the fam and we have some people they got some inside lines and tracks as far as the the work that they put in to try to find things out when they start moving around formula one so big shout out to mary beanie big shout out to blue diva big shout out to sylvia wick big shout out to race x210 galacticus all you all putting in that work will putting in the work especially bringing the wppn network stuff uh mechanic says if anyone wants to know they should be a member and join the de- <laughs> The mechanic up here campaigning, y'all better get on track. So with that said, two years, that sounds like a good thing. I do think also it's going to give Mercedes an opportunity to prove themselves as far as the development of this car as well. And I do think Galacticus has a point, right? Lewis, would would he drive for free? Maybe I wouldn't. Like if you, if I'm in that car taking a risk, I won't. I need financial compensation, regardless of what we land on. Maybe it doesn't have to be the most expensive or the most high-paying contract, but I need my money if I'm going to be putting myself at risk trying to get things to make continue on with my great resume that I've built throughout these years. And I do think if they can guarantee a car that's going to allow him to be competitive and win his eighth and maybe even more, then hell yeah. But at this point in time. Red Bull got a lot with this RB19, and I don't know what the hell the RB20 going to look like. You know, like they just they're going to keep building on that. Right now, we do see that Mercedes have changed directions and things have improved. And I think we can now say that things are justifiably concrete, that it's not just track specific. I will still, like I said before, look to see what they're going to do in Austria to see if we're going to see a continued amount of progress there. Uh, the mechanic says Karen Horner definitely hijack your channel. I can't super chat more than t- oh damn they yeah, you know what bro don't worry about it we gonna we gonna try to get Karen we gonna try to get Karen Horner's hands out the pocket get your hands out my pocket because you know he he might have some cost cap trouble coming up we are gonna talk about the cost cap too I want to know what y'all think about that as well so let's go ahead and I did fire some shots over there let's go ahead and move into the next segment because Lewis's contract. Is something that people want to see two years that's going to be coming out. But I'm pretty sure they're going to do something big at Silverstone. Also, big updates probably coming or changes coming to Silverstone as well. That's going to be a race to see. Imagine, imagine, imagine if Lewis wins his first race since, not his first race, but imagine if he wins a race 
more recent than damn, damn what 2021 like it's crazy right imagine if he wins the silverstone people gonna go crazy they're gonna go crazy uno come and says with the talk of lewis contract it was said that uh the team with lewis is keeping their upgrades so let's see uno's coming in hot he's ready for his f1 minute first one to take his f1 minute uno let's go bro you got the mic can you hear me we Am can clear? brother right yeah you are greetings everybody um, good afternoon, good night, whatever. Right, the, the talk about his contract, it was speculated saying that um, his estimate was somewhere around nearly 200 and something million, right? But somewhere along the line, yeah, they're more importantly, we're concentrating of seeing exactly what Mercedes is going to come out with because of the way the chase of our um, Red Bull is coming up with this race ahead. And everything was all being planned the more important talk was about how much the upgrades and the plan with james allen allison oh. is making to achieve the red um the mercedes to absolutely match and be able to beat when it comes to the silverstone they'll be ready to challenge red bull right Oof. nothing much was absolutely which we know the secrecy of the contract talk that's taking place but on the main topic has been to do with the car okay and this is the exact thing that has been going on about seeing exactly what they're coming up with in the upgrades see exactly what they're planning to do and what is james allison's newy style going to come out with bringing us new upgrades so okay. wait and see okay let me ask you this brother let me ask you this mm -hmm. so with what you said do you think that Lewis signing for two years. Do you think that they were able to deliver a proposal to him that he actually believed in, and said that okay, I see that maybe these plant the, the, what you got might actually do it, or do you would you say two years says that I'm not really sure, and y'all still got to prove it to me. How do you exactly. feel about it? Okay. The okay. two years on the contract is what exactly being said beforehand when it was with him and um, Valtteri Bottas. Okay. And Bottas had wanted the exact same thing of two years, but unfortunately, I don't feel that with them that he was capable. Although he right. can deliver, he didn't have that package what Lewis has already got. So Lewis get the two years, Valtteri get the one year, which was feeling uncomfortable with Valtteri. Okay. However, in the plan of this speculation thing for them to do is to make sure that they can give Lewis the race winning car that he's always been doing up to that seven to eight years. Okay. And this is exactly what the um, bring back James, well, not bring back James Allison. James Allison came back because he knew okay. his place, his position, and the way that he wants to work out this car to bring it back to the to the winning championship as it's always been. Okay. And this is All exactly right. what we need to see. So for the contract talk, Lewis is already going over his head with that too many times. But if you notice the way he took his time going to Glastonbury, doing all these things, he's mm -hmm. keeping the public at bay because what he wants is already discussed with the team what gotcha. he's planning it's like example if you were discussing your business about getting your show more upgraded okay and you wanted more publicity right that's your priority no right. one else is but you would have the backing from the family and the, and organizers right so when it comes down to lewis if you notice how he says it with his his pr person the main thing is Lewis will get involved, but he doesn't always get deep into the involvement of his contract. True. Because the main thing that he needs to do is to go out there, achieve what he's got to do, 
and keep a record that can always be iconic for the younger generation to see that this guy has set a platform for everybody to walk the path with. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. Same like man, how you get. That. Same thing. Wait, but same thing. Would you get like what Schumacher did? That's the iconic platform. And now this record needs to be broken and set again so everybody can follow suit. And it's not just in particular one person. It's every individual who can do it. And that's right. how it should be. Roger that, brother, man. Appreciate you. Thanks you, so much. Those are good points. Those are good points. Yeah. Hey, hey Uno brings some good points, in it, and that is true. Uh, Lewis is very discreet and the mechanic says Mary got something for you in the den like she does you got to be up in that thing for real you got to be in the exclusive VIP group Uno brought some good points and that is I do think at this point I've already said it several times like people like Tom Brady Lewis Hamilton LeBron James at this point in time in their career the the main thing that they are competing for is like they got all the wins like he's got records he's got damn near all the records I'm looking for championships even in 2006, I want to say, if you go back to maybe the race after, was it Germany? Maybe Germany, might have been Germany, might have been one of those races. Even Schumacher was talking about when he was in that heated battle with Alonzo, right? He was talking about trying to get his eighth, right? He was trying to, I got, I got, I want to get the eight. So that's what it's about for Lewis. And I think it's a bit harder and more makes Lewis more hungry of the fact that he was done wrong when he had his eighth championship in his grasp on merit in the last race. Going into that race, they were heads up. Yes, Max had more wins, but Max was getting dogged. And Lewis was right there in a debacle of fumbling, a manipulation of rules and placements, screwed it up. And it was somebody, Lewis was done wrong. People that watch the sport were done wrong. The sport will have a stain forever, historically, that will be referred to even 10, 20 years from now. That will be something, and there's no telling what's going to come out. So I do believe he's hungry for that. And I do believe Mercedes probably would have needed to talk to him and bring him something that would show him, like, Lewis, listen, we 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 were wrong. We were wrong for two seasons. We, we chucked it in the trash, all right? We know. We screwed up. But now we're on the right path. And going forward, we're only going to get better. We will catch Red Bull. I'm telling you, we will catch Red Bull. I think it's got to be something like that for us to stay around. I do. If it's not, what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, you can probably go for wins and add to these records, but what are you doing? And at the same time, listen, Red Bull's got a target on their back being the front-running team, and they got a dominant car. Will it be dominant forever? No, I don't think so. I think when Ford comes in, it, it's going to crap. When Honda goes with Aston Martin, they're going to end up going up. There are a lot of things that are going to change, especially with the MGUH coming out. There's There are things that are going to change that are going to rival Red Bull beyond Nui's capability as an engineer. And I think even he will have some problems. I don't think Nui can fix Ford's power unit, all right? Like, you could have the best aerodynamic design car, but if that power unit's crap, Adrian Nui ain't going to be able to do much about that. So I think that's going to be a bottleneck for Red Bull. So there are challenges coming. And some of these same challenges exist for Mercedes as well. So we'll see about that. Uh, we'll see how it all turns out for Lewis Mercedes going forward. I, for one, want to go into 2024 
seeing more than one team, two cars from the same team battle it out. But that is the way the sport goes sometimes. That is what you're going to have in some sports sometimes. You're going to have dynasties. You're going to have runs. You're going to have teams that can run and chain championships together. It happens. All right. Formula One is no excuse for this not to happen. Galactic says new cars in 26. Lewis will want to drive that car. That's another good point, too. Right. Lewis is going to want to drive as many generations of cars as he can, not only to show people, but to show himself that I drove this many generations of Formula One cars and I stayed at the top. I stayed in the top five. I was able I was able to mold and change myself throughout generations. Same thing with music, right? Most most people that hear Lil Wayne today don't even remember when the block was hot. The block is hot. The block is hot. They don't even know that, Wayne. They don't even know Lil Wheezy. They don't even know that Wheezy shot him. They don't even know that, Wayne. If they knew that, Wayne, then they'd look back at the at the amount of years and decades that he streamed across generations and still is relevant. That is what Lewis is doing in Formula One. Across generations. Generations of drivers coming in and out, and he's still at the top. So it's something to be said about that, something to be commended about that. So let's go to our next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Austrian Sprint Weekend, all right? How are you fancying the Sprint format? That is what I want to know. Not only that, I will put a poll in the chat. No, I'm not putting a poll in the chat because we're in F1 Minute. You need to bring your ass into the audience and say what you got to say on TV. How are you feeling about the new sprint format, all right? Because as it goes right now, if you if you don't know, our schedule will be different this week going into the sprint format, okay? So Friday we'll have FP1 and we will have the qualifying, okay? That qualifying will set the grid for race Sunday. Bam, it's done. On, on Friday, FP1 qualifying. That sets the grid for Sunday, okay? Saturday we're gonna come in with the sprint shootout, and then they will have the sprint race later in that same day. The sprint shootout will set the grid for the sprint race. The sprint race will happen. The driver, whoever wins the sprint race, will be awarded. And then we'll go into Sunday's Grand Prix, which that grid had been set for Friday during qualifying after FP1. So you notice less free practice, right? More involved situations with race-like environment. And still, all of that said, I think they still got it wrong. I think they still got it wrong. I think it wasn't the format as far as the schedule of the sprint that was so wrong. It wasn't the fact that the sprint impacted also the grid that was set on Sunday because before it was, you know, we had the free practice. Uh, then we had the, the qualifying, which set the grid order for the sprint. And then the outcome for the sprint set the grid order for Sunday. So everything kind of affected each other. Whereas if now what they've done is like qualifying is set for Sunday. Sunday is not even going to be affected by the sprint. That's not the problem. The problem with the sprint to me, in my opinion, is it's not facilitating a good challenging environment. It's not driving people to be hungry to go out here and like really go balls to the wall, chest to the wall and show us something. I've had several family members say that, you know what, I would like to see the reserve drivers be the only drivers that could participate in the sprint. I'm not mad at that. I've said that I would like 
the lower teams are drivers who don't get points majority of the time be the drivers that drive in the sprint because I think you'll see a more competitive environment. Like you ain't been able to get no points and now you're going to be guaranteed the possibility of getting points. Yeah, they're going to go out there and try to get that. I also think they need to figure out the conversation. I think the drivers, you know, if drivers going to get the money, then the, the constructors get the points. If the drivers get the points, then the constructors get the, I think there are several things that the Formula One could do that would indeed make a better product for the sprint. Because at this point in time, I want to say that a lot of people are not really hype about sprint weekends. All right. Now, I think maybe the reduction in free practice, Jeff is coming in. They are going to run out of power units. And we've talked about this. And here's something else. Jeff coming in hot for his F1 minute. Let's go, bro. You got it. Let's roll. I love the idea of the bottom 10 being the top in every single second thing, like I said, power units. They're going to be out of power units maybe this week, next week for sure. They're going to be out of transmissions. Now all of a sudden, those people are going to start taking grid penalties. They're going to start in fifth. They're going to start in tenth. It's it's nuts. The other thing we talked about before is the wear and tear on the drivers is going to is just enormous. Can you imagine an extra, you know, five laps, six laps, seven laps of 5G turns when it doesn't need to be? You need to be out there for qualifying. Get your fastest lap. You can't really learn anything from a sprint. You can't tune your car in a sprint. You can tune your car in qualifying. And it's just, it's too much. If you look at Azerbaijan, okay, Austria for sure. Belgium's a little bit long. Qatar or Qatar, I started racing it in, in um, F1 23. Uh, that's a tough. That's a tough one. USA is too long. Brazil makes total sense. Otherwise, I just have a couple more things to say. Go ahead. What you got, Jeff? I got my new F1. Oh, vehicle. look at that, buddy, right there. <laughs> And then that's also, looking sweet. I have a friend that I help on Amazon. He sells umbrellas and he got me something new this week. I got to show you. Oh, man. Jeff's always coming with the goodies. Oh, he's got the McLaren umbrella. I can't stand the rain. That's what I'm talking about. Jeff always got Jeff, man. You you too swagged up, bro. You 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 swag. We're gonna come up with a new name for Jeff, Mister Swag. That's Jeff's okay, new nickname in Wolf Act, Mister Swag. No sprint swag. <laughs> sprint swag. I love it. All right, Jeff. Let me ask you a question though. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of people that think maybe we already have? too many sprints how do you oh, feel about sure. the proposal you do okay so oh, you're you're sure. definitely not feeling going into stefano's hole like i would like to have a sprint every weekend if we could or six oh, you're not feeling that no again I, the, the 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 engines are going to be gone halfway through the season right. if you're doing sprint every single weekend but to make it exciting take those bottom put them at the top i agree or take the owners and put them in the cars I agree. There we go. All right, we could <laughs> Jeff, you come back, man. Appreciate you. Always love having you, man. All right, see you later.
right. We got Tanya coming in. Talk Lewis, talk Jordan. Oh, snap. We got Tanya coming in. Uh, so we're going to bring her in. But first, in the Super Chat, Galactic says some folks uh, who win the race win the sprint. Boo. And DG Blue says sprint is entertainment purposes only. Tanya is coming in hot. Then we got Tony Rice coming in next. Tanya, what you got? What's going on, Queen? Speak to Hi. us. I see that hat. Let's go. <laughs> so I did want to speak about a few things. First okay. off, Michael B. Jordan, big the first block. Boom. And I, I feel like the announcement that came out today, I was a bit disappointed because they did not highlight that. I don't know what it is with Formula yeah. One that they choose to highlight what they want to highlight because records, they like to highlight records. They like to highlight who is doing what and as far as who's winning the most. But something like that really does need to be commended. But I think that it's up to us content creators to go ahead and take that by the rings and make sure that that's known. Um, Daniel Ricardo, mm. that conversation is very interesting. Um, going to Alphatari, like, it's really going <laughs> to cool. I just feel really bad for him because he has just been like, he is not even like the boy, the ex boyfriend anymore. He's like legit no. baby daddy that nobody wants. Nobody. Nobody. Um, Nobody. And, <laughs> and as far as Lewis Hamilton's contract, I think that as far as Lewis Hamilton, a lot of it is about securing his legacy. Okay. Legacy as a person. Um, oh stay God. with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Go ahead. Stay with me, Tony. Go ahead. Stay with me. Go ahead. Finish I out. I really think that it is. I think it's him trying to secure his legacy as a as a driver, and mm. I still feel like he's an eight time world champion. Um, but. Mercedes needs to make good on their promise of delivering him a car that can perform um, and compete with Red Bull. And I don't, uh. they're getting closer. Uh, seeing Fernando Alonso with the Mercedes PU as well as Mercedes being close in the last race was very promising. Right. But I'm still cautiously excited. I agree with that. I do agree with that. And I agree with what you said about Michael B. Jordan because I said that opening the show that I felt like the highlight of what they've been running. Is, isn't what it should be. I mean, Ryan Reynolds and all that's great, but I'm saying how many black investors do you have in Formula One? And if you are a company that has said that you want to be more diverse and you want to show that, then that was your opportunity to show everybody that, listen, we are excitingly ecstatic that we have a black owner now in Formula One by way of Alpine. And that ain't, that ain't it. It's like Ryan Reynolds and Rob. And it, like, I heard one thing about Michael B. So it's like, you really show your colors when it really comes down to business, where you really stand, and to me, it seems like Formula One is not standing on what they talk about. So I, I agree with you on that, definitely. But I mean, it, it's up to the community. It is. And that goes back to a lot of things that we didn't like about Formula One, particularly the treatment of some t some fans that have right. happened, and they have made a lot of significant changes because the community did stand up. So I think that it, I hate to say it, that it is our responsibility, but it is. It is. It is. To highlight and I and I will. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm gonna be a few videos about it. I hope you do as well because you do make amazing content. And, oh, thank, and thank you. you so much for having the show. I oh, really you welcome. I did. Oh, and for y'all, we're going to give you a little head like me and Tanya getting together later on this week. We're going to bring some heat into the Wolves Den, so y'all be ready for that, too. Yeah, so I'm going to be quiet for now. Great right. show, and good luck to Mercedes. And also, Aston Martin. Anybody who has a Mercedes engine, like, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this about Lando Norris. What you got? I think that he's starting to grow up now. 
based on everything that's going on and how McLaren is struggling. Because there was a point in time where he was, he did ride a little high and did mm-hmm. uh, talk a lot of stuff about Daniel Ricardo and his performance. And now look how the mighty has fallen. So. Ooh, the pride yeah. coming before the fall, she says. Yes. <laughs> Tony, you keep some more hot takes like that. I appreciate you. No problem. All right. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> Yo, Tanya always coming with some bars. We got Tony Rice coming in. Nick, Tony, you got your F1 minute, brother. Let's roll. Yo, man, can you hear me? Mike? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can hear you loud. Yeah, yeah. Man. Run that. Hey, man, first time getting in here. Shout out to you and the fam, man. And, uh, man, I always watch the show. And uh, talking about the um, the sprints, man, I'm not a big fan of that. Mm, okay. You know, I'm just going to say. And uh, to me, I mean, I think it's kind of just another gimmick just to draw in the drive to survive uh, generation and you know trying to mix things up and uh to me it looks like you know the guys you know they all the time and effort and resources they put into getting these cars ready mm-hmm. for these races and then they're gonna have this little extra race in and we've heard people say before how do you know folks are really pushing in these sprint races you know you tear right. something up yeah, they may have to do some more work. I mean, it's bad enough to may have to have an accident in a practice or quality or something like that, but True. also have it in this as well. And then all that's going against the cost cap, so that we have to live under now. So I don't know. I'm I'm just not a big fan of it. You know, it's cool, but I'm old school. I like all the you know the practice and hearing about the stats and and listening to the commentators and stuff. You know. And that's just as me though, but yeah. Uh, no, no, that's that's both of us, Tony. That's both of us. <laughs> I'm I'm with all the FP1, FP2, FP3, Q1, Q2, yep. Q3. I'm with all of that, bro. I think yep. all of that is is important. I think that's to me, you know. But I also understand. I this. Let me ask you about it before you go. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. question because I propose this as well. If they are going to do a reduction in free practice, this is what I. This was my idea. Let me know what you think, and if you don't like it, let me know what you would do. If you say keep it the same, then they're cool. But mm-hmm. I said that. Any track that has been off the calendar for maybe, let's say, three years or more, mm-hmm. if you bring it back, I believe, okay, you get all three practice sessions. But any track that's been on the calendar for over five years and we've been here, been here, right. I'm okay with going in with like an FP1, maybe one shot quality, and then going into something to try to, if you want to mix it up. But I'm not okay with getting rid of all of free practice like Stefan right. talked about. Like, if I can right. get rid of all, like, what are you going to, what are you talking about, bro? You can't. Like, exactly. I mean, if it's if it's if it's Barcelona, you know, Barcelona is there always was their classic test track, you know, before right. they had the restrictions and stuff. So, yeah, I, I can do a, a sprint race there. But if they're going back to some place like China or uh, or even there going go. Korea or you know some of these places that have made tracks and just, you know, they make these tracks and you just don't hear from yeah. them anymore. There you know, you don't know what's going on. Sure, and then you, the guys they gotta have those three practice sessions. Thank I mean, you. if you want if you want the the teams to put on a good show, you know, right. you gotta give them the opportunity to get out there and and get the data that they need to uh, attain in these practice sessions. Right. You know, and uh, you can't have it both ways, in my opinion. Right, and I'm even cool if you do FP1, FP2, F3, and a one-shot quality. I'm even cool with that yeah. so if you want to yeah. mix it up. But I think they need the opportunity right. to get acclimated to these circuits and then tune these cars. So like you said, they can be the best they can be in their one-shot quality. Yep. I think that leaves it up to say which driver can go out here right offhand and lay down a hot lap and come off. Because we've seen sometimes that <laughs> seven don't necessarily do the best going out there first time and running it up, whereas, oh, yeah. you know, yep. Lewis Hamilton or maybe even Yuki might go out there and lay right. So I think that will be where 
you could kind of mix it up. But I totally agree with you, brother, and I right. appreciate you. Make sure yep. you come back. Don't let this be your last time even today and later on, man. Oh, no, man, I've been, I've been trying to get in here, man. I'm usually working on Mondays, and uh, I am finally got some time off here, so... Yeah, I've been, I've been waiting a long time to get into these uh into this uh this deal here, man. But Thank you, brother, love, man. Love I what you're doing, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you. Love you too, bro. You take it right. easy. Right now. All right, we got Baraka. Now you know this is my brother that's gonna always try to check me like Jay. Peel, peel, calm it down. I be with Logan all day, every day. American West Side. Let's go. Baraka, What's going bro. on? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's, What's up, my up? brother? <laughs> all right, man, you got your you got your F one minute. What's popping? Uh, nothing much. It's in regards to like this whole new qualifying format. And I remember okay. hearing the idea, I think from you guys about like a reverse grid type of situation. I think somebody and, did bring that up before. And I think, I think that idea, yeah, I think it's been an idea that's been in like in the works for some time. I just don't see it happening in F1 anytime soon in, in the near to distant future, because the one thing that I think the three top teams, you got Horner, you got Wolf, and I think the, the new TP at uh, Ferrari would agree on is I don't care how bad you, we get, we're not getting reverse grid. Yeah. They, would, they would do anything to pre prevent such things happening. So the likes of like where McLaren is now, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Romeo, when it comes to qualifying, it's, I think with the sprint format, reverse grid should happen. Mm. I want it to happen personally mm. because you got the you, you you're giving a chance for like the smaller teams to get some form of points, even though it's not that much. But for them, it's a lot because they rarely get points anyway. They're fighting from right. P six on down because P six on up. It's pretty much set for the top three. Right. So, stay yeah, with me, stay, stay with me. I, I totally agree. And that's a big point. And that's a, that's a point that I've also made is that we watch the teams go into the sprint and the same teams is going to damn near collect the points in the race, just collecting the points in the sprint. So they're not and they don't even have to be as competitive because they already know where they're going to stand. And that's not really doing anything for the competitiveness of the sport. And I've always said that if you worry about really grooming a com competitive environment, the entertainment will come with that. So yeah, you need to go ahead and uh, man, how many man? You getting your water in, bro? I see you getting yeah. your water. In. So <laughs> hey, man, I just I think, came. I just came back from a workout, so I just had to run. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, the other thing with the reverse grid is a safety issue. I think that that might be one of the things as far as in the race weekend how they set it up as far as where the walls are and if a car is running in reverse, then it possibly runs into where the marshals are because there's openings, but those openings run the same direction as where the cars are. So when they hit, they just glance off and keep going forward. So I think it might be some structural things, but I do agree with that. It needs to be some type of change because the sprint format right now, like I said, the problem is not the schedule. The problem is the actual sprint and the way it's set up. It does, it's just teams double dipping in the points they already getting. Like that's not exciting for us. I don't think it's exciting for teams. And I do like somebody else said, maybe let the result Reserve drivers be the ones that compete in the sprint as well. I, I kind of like that idea as well. But I, my I, thing is that idea seems great and all. But then you, when I'm looking at the list of like reserve drivers out there, like for example, Red Bull are fine. They could call. They could go fly to Japan and bring up Liam Lawson and call yeah. up Sebastian Buemi to fill in for the two Red Bull seats. But for Mercedes, is like I, I it probably wouldn't work because they got one that I know of, Mick. Mick and. Ferrari, they probably got. They could probably oh. go up to Prema, so they're fine. Yeah. But any other, any other team bringing up a reserve driver, that'll be. 
that might be a difficult task. to bring. That's going to be like a, some work to do, which I don't right. think. Hasa, teams I are think Hasa to said do. they don't even want to. I think it was Hasa Alpine said they were thinking about not even doing a junior program anymore. Like yeah. so, yeah, definitely, man. But Rock, I appreciate you, brother, always coming in. Somebody said you were dropping on some bars too, bro. That's <laughs> yep. what I'm talking about. All right, no man. Problem. Make sure you come back, bro. For sure. All right. Baraka, that's my bro. We got Uno coming in next, and he coming in hot. Uno, bro, what you got? Another F1 minute for my brother from another mother, my twin. Go ahead, Uno, man. Go ahead and bring us in, bro. Yep, I'm in. I'm in. And I like everybody what they said about this, this um, sprint. It's absolutely wasting the power units. It's, it's making every single one of the top tens concentrating too much, but at the same time, selfishly put aside the bottom ten that why are they racing? If that's the case, just let the top 10 do the whole thing and then forget the rest and let them reserve their power units. And then that way we just only enjoy what is going on because we know that's a waste of space. But at the same time, that's wasting too much money and it's taking up too much time doing this for nothing. And what, giving out petty little points? That doesn't even make sense at all because when it comes down to the race, the race is more important. The race got the points. The race got the points for the construction and the race got points to build up a championship. Not this sprint. And this sprint doesn't even do quite a lot. So what the hell do we need a sprint for? It's more like you're doing an athletical run with the little kids. And you're trying to make them wear, wear you know what, come out saying, Dad, look what I got. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, the dad turning around and going, you ain't that good enough, kid. You're going to do some more exercise to get better. Right? right, so this is what's happening right now. We look stupid. Got you, bro. I, <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks, Udo. Oh my gosh, my brother be killing him sometime over here. F one be like, damn man, Wolfpack, why you do this? Why you start a platform giving people a voice? Cause they need it. People need a voice. We all need a voice, and that's part of your damn problem. You don't listen enough. That's why you need to start chiming in and listen a little bit. Cause these people got some great ideas. And these people have been watching your sport for decades, yet you seem to ignore some of the suggestions that they have for you, not even entertain them. And that's part of your problem. That's what you need to do. Matter of fact, while we getting into it, let's go. And by the way, I hope, you know, in Austria, we don't have any uh, sexual misconduct, no sexual assault, no harassment, no burning of other teams, merchandise, uh, no racist events or people or actions or hate speech, no crowds cheering if drivers happen to wreck a car. I hope that it's a little bit better there this time. So let's hope that Austria can conduct themselves in a in a better manner. Let's go to the next segment. We're going to get into this next topic and we talk about Max Verstappen where now, listen, I did a segment. I did content talking about Max Verstappen, the greatest. I let my ideas fly. Okay. And I told you all why. I don't know why people want to try to sit and, and boast this propaganda or these notions like this is really believable to me. And statistically and resume does not show Max Verstappen is the greatest. Somebody said, and it's funny. This is what's funny to me. In the, in the same breath of air that people are talking they'll say max verstappen is the greatest you see what he's doing and then when you start bringing up statistical data facts this that then they would say well you can't really compare lewis to max verstappen because he been well which one is it going to be is he the greatest or is he not all right it, it, because to be the greatest you're supposed to do what the greats have already done and then exceed that or at least do as much as they've done and he's done none of that yet do we forget he's only got two championships do we forget this? Alonzo also has two championships, right? 
He ain't even eclipsed that. Seb has four championships with Red Bull. He hasn't eclipsed that. So don't say he's the greatest. And then when I bring up facts and stats and accomplishments, now you want to say, oh, it's not fair to compare Max to Lewis. Well, that's what you were just doing. You were just talking about Max Verstappen was better in killing Lewis Hamilton, that he's better than Lewis Hamilton. But now you want to try to say, oh, well, you know, you he, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because then you look crazy. You look crazy. All right. Nobody's, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say nobody, because some people might say Max is never going to be great. They might say that. I'm not saying that. I don't like to cap off anybody's potential. What I will say is he ain't great yet. Now I want to know what you all think. If you think Max is great, come on here right now. Tell us why you think he's the greatest. All right. If you think he's great right now, come on here and tell us why you think he's great right now. And then tell us what backs that up. Baraka, in defense of Max Verstappen, I knew it was going to be Baraka. Let's go. Let's go, bro. Let's let's go. Got your F1 minute. You pop it tall. Let's go. Is he going to start with, I hate to defend this guy, but go here's ahead, the go thing. Ahead. I think everyone right. who follows, who is in the Discord knows is like, I'm I'm probably the only one who actually defend Max. You probably know that too, just based on the responses right. I, I put out. And I say this, you know, they just recently, first off, congrats to Red Bull for finally reaching 100. You know, no team, not any team could reach 100 wins. They don't even last long. So congrats on them. Yeah, and I recently saw it's like, 41 of the wins were from Max, and Seb only has like around 38. So they're pretty close in terms of wins so far in Red Bull. And I'll give Max that. The whole comparing to Max and Lewis, even though I like Max, I'm not going to go that far to say he's better. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that that's the reaction, though, because if you follow other sports and when there's like a big young talent that comes into the scene, if they do well, they win the, the, a ring, a Super Bowl. Or something like that, a World mm -hmm. Cup. They say, "Oh, he's better than, let's say, an older player that has been doing work for a, a longer, consistent amount of time in okay. longer mm -hmm. years." So it's not surprising. I'm guessing that comes to the territory with, you know, recency bias, the whole, you know, buying into the hype so early, you know. Because I would say that to uh, to like many uh, football players, like out 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 of nowhere, I said Pat Mahomes is better than Brady, just to just. Be <laughs> Just be, just because I just say it just because, so it's not surprising. I think it just comes with the territory. But I know there's in the realm of realism. Do I believe that he's better than Lewis? No. Does he have the okay. potential to be it? Time will tell. And I hold my hands up and say, "He's like, you know what, Max, just do your thing. Keep your head down. If you have the potential to be seven-time world champ, there you go. If you have eight, congrats, you, you've done it. So it's like, you know what." I'm not going to overhype or overreact, but that's like a fan's way of doing it in sports. And it's not really that too surprising, personally. Bro, that's totally fair. That is, to <laughs> that is totally fair. Like everything you said, I do not disagree with one thing that you said. That is totally fair. I think that's a that's the way that's the way I view it. That's the way I view it. That's why I say I don't like to cap off Max's potential because I don't know what he's going to do. I can say that right now. Honestly, I can say Max is showing the potential right now that he could possibly get there. So yeah. that's just that's just a fact. Like if you want to argue that you can like if you want to say because he's in the fast car because he is. But you also need that. Right. You need a good car. You need a fast car to do great things. Like if yeah, you, you can't really you can't do you can't win races in a, a, a track. Let's be real. Right. I, Let's like, just be real. This, I'm, I'm going to say this. When Lewis is winning, I always say, oh, you know, fast, fast car merchant and all that. But let's be real. 
you can't win. I like Max could not win a race in a 2017 run. And I love Max, but it's like, you know what? There's gonna be that one or two races where he could shit house a win or and all that. But that's right. not he can't consistently do that. Like right. 2021, 2022, 20, and now it's like, okay, now Max has the tools to win a race and he's doing it. Right. He's got the team. He's got the, the pit crew, definitely. Strategy yeah. is on point. The car's on point, And he's on point as a driver. So that's you need a trifecta. I keep trying to tell this. It's a trifecta. You need all three to align to, to do what you're going to do, if you're, especially if you're going to be a dynasty. I don't exactly. doubt that. So, so I don't know you why. Need, you, know, you, need, you need everything to work together as a cohesive unit right. for it to be good. And right. it, now it's on. Max is taking care of that. It's now right. on Red Bull to consistently continued their dynasty you know you, right. you can win it's like when i'm looking back at past dynasty or past runs like for example alonzo at Renault. right after he left Renault, where were they you know right we're nowhere to be found after they alonzo won this two uh drivers championship you know ferrari right. after schumacher won his titles with them what happened to them now outside of kimi raikkonen who won it on i think the last race of the season they haven't been anywhere so it's right. on Red Bulls. It's on Red Bull now to continue their success, build on that. Yes, I know the cost cap situation with the wind tunnel may impede them a bit, and I'm guessing from here on out they're probably going to collect data so they can at least minimize the damage for next year. Right. But it's now on them to like, okay, you know, we're now dealt with the hand, the set of cars we have. Let's see where we can go from here next year until like 26 when the new regs come in. Okay, I'm going to hit you with something else, bro. Yeah. So I'm just saying, who had who had the most competitive teammates in their career thus far right now? Max Lewis. Um I say Lewis. Um okay. and and that I'm yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm perfectly fine putting my bias aside and admit Lewis has the better competitive teammates. Yeah, Max had Daniel Ricardo, but we all know how that ended up to the point. I can understand why. Let's be real. I can, we can understand why Red Bull are doing what they're doing because they can't. They do. They do not want a Ricardo Max or a Rosberg Lewis type situation ever again. They say, right. you know what? One time's enough. One time's enough. Max, we we put our entire eggs in your basket. Let just do your job. That's it. Okay. Okay. So, but all yeah, right. I'm I'm I'll like, openly admit it. Lewis has the better had the better teammates in terms of who could bring the best or be more competitive to him. Like right. yes. Okay. I know Pierre Gasly when he came in, I had a lot of stocks because I watched him in Formula <laughs> in Formula Two and in Super Formula. It's like right. me waking up in ungodly hours in the morning just to watch him in race in Japan. He had the potential, but I'm guessing it was a too soon of a jump. Hmm. You had Daniel uh, Kvyat, who let's be real, people want to call Max crash tapping. That was the real terrorist on the track. He was the torpedo for a reason. Yeah. And then That's you got Sergio Perez. It's like, yeah, I know there's a conspiracy about him, like, dimming down the car and all that. I, I'm not wanting to go into that, but it's right. like, I don't see him consistently. And that's just me okay. being real. I cannot see him consistently challenge Max on a season-long basis. Probably one, two, three races in, depending on the track, especially on the street circuit. Okay. But... On a prolonged season, I just can't see it happen. And honestly, I love Yuki and I love Liam Lawson. I think those are the next two drivers to in Red Bull's camp to come up. Okay. Yuki, I think he will get into his head a lot to the point mm -hmm. that it could he he don't he would mess that up himself. And I want him to stay at Alpha Tower for at least one more season. I agree. 
And then for Liam, I think he's doing well in Super Formula. Just do well. Try to convince Marco to at least replace DeVries at uh, yes. Alpha Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me, okay, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think Max could even do remotely close what Lewis is doing, with what Lewis had been doing until they turn the page on the W13 and W14? Do you think Max could have done, salvaged that to still be top five? in um, the piece of shit ass car do you think he could have done that i think he could have done that and i have i don't and i'll say this because pandemic era formula one mm. when he was the only driver to challenge max throughout the entire season because bottas would i don't know he would purposely strip down for max like he could not challenge me so i say that race the w was it the w11 during the 2020 pandemic uh, F1 season? I'm trying to remember. Or the W12. W12. 2021. 2020 is the 11. Right. 2020 okay. is the W11. So when the W11 was match for match, the fastest car on the grid. And the fact that Max could finish P2 and have that one race, like for example, the 70th anniversary, where Red Bull got it right in terms of the setup mm -hmm. to win a race, I do not. I can see I, that's when I that convinced me like okay yeah Max even when he has like the second or third best car I think he could still try to salvage something for the team. You know what? I don't think Max could have done it. You want to know why I don't think he could have done it? I don't think Max's temperament or his character would have allowed him to stay focused or even honed in enough to deal with the turmoil that came with a W13 and a W14. I think yeah, Max has shown in situations like that that he's gotten unsettled and that he will get rocked and unless things are so smooth for him, Max doesn't do great under pressure. And I think that type of pressure, I don't think he would have been able to to compete mentally. I think he would have been I think he would have been checked out. I think he would have been so and busy I, complaining instead of being constructive that it would have in, inevitably killed the drive. And I, I could see that, too. I think me and you make fairly good points. I feel like Max is like, let's say, a young... I, I don't know if you watch IndyCar. He's a, he's a young Will Power. Oh, hothead, okay. Hot, very talented, very fast, but also a hothead. Hot will head. speak his mind. Remember, like, for example, just recently at Road America where he double flipped off uh, Scott Dixon in practice. That, that, let's be real. That's Max. Very talented, very hothead. I think brutally honest to the point it could really rub off some people the wrong way but okay. that's how i see it and okay. I, but again i still back the fact that depending on where the red bull is if they're not the best i still think max could salvage something for the team okay. he could probably get the podium the p3 or p2 i you know i won't i won't disagree with that i won't yeah. disagree with that with red bull i i, I like brother that's what I'm talking about, bro. That was bars. Give Barack, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to give Barack a hand on that, man, for real, for real. Barack, man, you got that, bro. That was some bars, Appreciate bro. Appreciate it. I love it, man. Appreciate it. All right, bro, make sure you come back because you be laying for it down, sure. bro. <laughs> we got Tony Rice says, how do you define greatness in Formula One? Uh, then we got Will. We got Will coming in, Tony Rice, then Uno. Will, I'm bringing you in first, then Tony Rice, then Uno. Will, what you got for me, brother? Let's go. I'll kick it off with uh, with Baraka doing a shout out to uh, Willpower as a uh, car carrying member of the Worldwide Will Federation at WWF. Just want to say that nice shout out for the Wills out there. He definitely is doing his thing out in IndyCar. 
I want to move on to this whole entire thing with Max, this whole legacy thing and all that. And um, okay. if he's going to eclipse Lewis records and all that, I don't know why at this point it's even coming up into conversation. It's a little too early for that, in, in my opinion. Um, I thought of the the quote from a from an NFL player that was on the 72 Dolphins. You remember the undefeated 72 Dolphins with the 14 win season back in the day? Oh, that was so, so, yes, that was so long ago for them. It, it was a, it was a while ago, but when the yeah. Patriots were doing the same thing, and they were they went what sixteen and zero, and they played by Giants, which we beat them. Mm. Just had to throw that in there. But um, when they <laughs> did lose against the Giants, when they were coming up through Mercury Morris, who was a player on the Dolphins back in the day, had a quote. And I'm gonna read that quote exactly what he said. I always remember right. this. It reminds me of this Max thing. And he said, "Don't call me when you're in my town." Call me when you're on my block and I see you next door moving the furniture in, which is pretty much exactly what mm -hmm. this is. It's cool that you got two championships, but there are so many other people that you'd have to eclipse. And everybody past him, the 10 drivers that have more championships are great. So call me when you're in my town, call me when you're on my block and I see you moving furniture in next door. That's Bro, that, that was a good one. And that's pretty much what I'm saying. And then when you say that, People start backtracking and want to use the, oh, well, you can't compare them now. It's like you can't lay down all these excuses when you just tried to say this. And now when I say these things, because you don't have nothing else in your pocket to pull out, you don't have nothing to show and tell. Now you want to try to be, oh, well, you can't really compare them. No, don't do that. That's you know, why you should have just shut the hell up to begin with and just said, hey, we'll see. But I dare you, you're right. You've also said the whole thing where he's not even the best overall like driver and all that goes at Red Bull, you still got Seth Vettel to go to get past, and that's 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 a difficult thing to do. I you know mm -hmm. I, I get it that he's talented, but in order to pull off what Seb pulled off during that period, everything has to come together. The same thing that Baraka was saying, so many things right. have to come together to pull that off, and to be able to do that at one team in one era is very very difficult. So for people that are already starting to crown him with the, with those types of accolades, it doesn't really it doesn't look good. That kind of thing doesn't no. age well. No, it doesn't. You right, brother, man. Big shout out. Will coming in with some damn hot bars his damn self. Big shout out, brother, always. Mm -hmm. All right, we got Tony Rice coming in hot next. Then we got Uno. Tony Rice, man, go ahead and drop those bars, brother, man. What you got? Man, uh, talk, talking about the Max being great. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's been winning all these races. Uh, to me, being great is, you know, you have to fight for that stuff, you know. The last time he really had to fight for anything was in 2021. And we all know that. Okay. You know, has he had to deal with people like go back and, and deal with the, the Ayrton Senna's and the Alan Prost and mm. the way, if you know your F1 history, you know, they had some straight up dog fights year after year, you know, okay. and, uh, and, and Max, he, he, he was about, he was spent at the end of 2021, you know, Things ended the way they ended, and we all know how it ended, you know. Right. And uh, Lewis, you know, he hasn't won all of his races, but he's won all these championships fighting everybody, fighting his teammates. Thank you. You know, just like the other members just said, you know, they, and even you said yourself, you know, uh, you know, he actually had to work for it. To me, that defines greatness. When you, right. you know, persevere through all of that and still come out on top, not just like, well, I'm just kind of cruising along now. Right. Right. So. And, and like I say, I, I think people sometimes dismiss when they want to dismiss it. When Lewis came as a rookie, he came in with two-time champion Fernando Alonso. 
as a teammate. Yep. And, he, and even on, then, a, and a, come on now. Even then, Alonzo was having problems with him. I'll say that till Tony come back and he could say it. He was having problems with him. So we'll let Tony come back when he can. But I think people also forget that uh, when Tony get get things right, we'll go ahead and bring him, bring him on back in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and let's see who we got next. We got uh, Uno. We're going to let Uno get in here. Let me see what Uno is. Uno, brother man, go ahead. Do your thing, man. Yeah, can you hear me well? Yeah, go ahead. Right. We're all talking about Max and the legacy of all his uh, up-and-coming plans, but did we actually talk how he got molded and how he got into the race seasons of how this legacy started? Basically, was a woman by the name of Sophie Compen. Sophie, Max's mother, along with mm. Joss Verstappen, the both were racers, but Max's mother was a Formula kart racing driver, and she was the one mostly inspired Max to get along with this new car of um, this little kitty car, which is 33 on the side. But basically, after things went wrong, which we know the speculation of his dad and his mom fold out, mainly Josh was pushing him because all the time, Josh had his history with Michael Schumacher back in Benetton days. But some things went wrong in the same way. He wasn't getting all that palaver, whatever on top. And they fall out. That's what makes um, Josh lose his, his, his action. But at the same time, he schooled Max by treating him bad to where you see how Max's behavior is still coming like on the tracks. But at the same time, Max has still got that quality from his mom. But he's always got more bareness from his dad so that's why you always see his dad is there making sure that he stays on point always from what he's been taught how to race and the point the fact is we saw a documentary and when i saw that i said aha max was sit down in the sideline left behind by his dad when he made a bad error on the track in the karting days mm. and from that time that's how max is always now closer as father and son but speculation was like oh father and son was always having a bad dispute and never agreed but wrong max is always got that influence by his own man who definitely can say yeah that's my boy so let me ask you this do you think you think daddy verstappen is is a good nah. role model you think he's yeah okay all right nah. because yeah, i can left i can definitely give you the facts you're right. a good dad to your daughter Right. But you don't go ahead and leave your daughter sitting if she made a mistake, do you? Right. Right. Go nope. leave her sitting in the track, making mm -hmm. his way, make her way back home, right? And then mm -hmm. wondering why, Daddy, did you leave me behind? Did did I do something wrong? And you're going right. like, get in your goddamn room, right? Right. Until 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 you know exactly what you made a mistake, you can come back and apologize to me, and then we can go on through your, your routine and your system. That's what happened to Max. Mm. Okay. That's what's been going on Max's past. But every time we see in the race, do you notice how Max is behaving? It's his dad's way. Mm. And he's okay. never, he's never mm. had that kind of good father and son background. But the solidness was there because of the way that Josh was having it back, back then. Right? right? Josh wanted him to always be like what he wanted to be. A world-class mm. champion driver and a recognized world-class icon driver. But he didn't have that quality of patience, nope. calmness, and teamwork. He never had all those qualities. What he wanted was being hungry and getting 
to to be a, a world class driver. Now that's what you see in Max. But the only thing what we want to see him actually do is become just like what we got of Lewis, calm, respected, teamwork, and most importantly, concentrate with the whole team like you concentrate with the whole family. Right. That's Big the way of being out, a dad. That's some major bars. Uno just dropped right there, bro. Let me give you, hell yeah, bro. Let me get that to you, bro. That's major bars right there, and that's real shit. I appreciate you, man. Hell You're yeah, welcome, like, man. and that, and, uh, and uh, I think you know what? I'm gonna I'm be fair and say this because it is true. Kids going through similar situations, like y'all, better look into it. Like Max's dad is not a great person at all, um, but. Max going through that, being treated like that, I could see how a dynamic like that would exist. By mo no means am I going to excuse his actions. No, by no means am I going to excuse his his horrible character. But there is a reason. My wife always says, like, there's a reason why people are the way they are. You don't have to excuse it. You don't have to accept it. But it's good to understand what made them the way that they are so that you can better understand how to interact with that person. And it's true. Max's character and the way he is could indeed be a product of the treatment that he received as a child by his daddy trying to live his unfulfilled dreams through his son for a last shot at some type of touch to greatness. And that's pretty much what you do see. All right. So very good point right there. We're going to get into our last segment of the show, which is the cost cap predictions. Listen, all I want to know is who do you think breached the cap? That's what I want to know as we closing out. This is I want to know who you think breached the cap. Uh, it's been some time. These documents are going and I got, you know, something right here. It says in the technical directive that was originally drafted earlier this year, but has recently been revised and put into force. The FIA has made clear to teams that they will not be allowed to transfer any intellectual property from projects running outside their Formula One operations back into the squad without the work falling under the cost cap, TD45, as it is known, states that while teams remain free to run these special project divisions, any IP from them that is used by F1 teams must be accounted for under the cost cap, so cannot come from free sources within the same company. Some back doors being closed. With those back doors being closed, who's going to be found? We got official Lauren Brown coming to the stage. Let's go, Lauren. Got your F1 minute. What's going on, Queen? All right. Let's go pop off. Hi. So um, I'm going to try and be as tight as I can. Okay. Um, all right. So hi. And hi. also with much appreciation, I'm just going to plug my channel official lauren brown here on youtube i dropped something i think you as well as your viewers would like oh. it's a private jet tour so i think you'll really like oh, it on my channel all right now let's get to this <laughs> f1 um, so as far as lewis's work and legacy with the two years makes total sense because i think at this point he's not counting on the league on the 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 industry to cement his legacy he knows that they don't really care for him or check for him so he's building it in other ways outside and beyond which is just smart that's diversifying uh, michael b jordan getting in that's diversifying for him it's another entertainment field it's another way of of accessing ip it makes sense of course they're going to promote ryan reynolds over him i mean media bias that's not new um as far as the sprint races they've been talking about doing sprint races since before um the vid so so uh, clearly this is a gimmick they've wanted to try for a long time. I'm not surprised by it whatsoever. And um, I kind of look at 
trophies for everybody. But if they're going to do it, I think give it to the uh, lower performing teams. And lastly, um, Max has a lot more to do before he gets to that legacy. Ooh, so okay, hey, stay with me, stay with me, stay sure, with me. I've been sure, giving sure. people extra time because I like this dialogue. Let's, <laughs> what, what do you think? At what point? Of things that Max accomplishes, do you start putting him in your conversation and saying, you know what, he's he's entering the realm of greatness? What yeah. do you, what do you need to see? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I noticed, um, and it goes to the double standard of uh usually excellence in um players of color versus, you know, mm, not to bring up facts. the card, but it's life. It's true. Um, it's usually when I start seeing a strong sense of humility where they're off-track performance and their on-track performance, whatever, or field or pitch, whatever sport it is, when you start seeing them carry themselves with a certain kind of weight where they understand what it means to be a leader beyond just winning, that's usually when I can start looking at them and saying, is GOAT even relevant? Um, because the majority of people in that space, it's a completely different mindset. In order for you to win and be top, be number one, you you have to epitomize that everywhere. It's like method acting. There's no off. Um, and I find that for people who shine brightly, but they don't have that kind of psychological um, stamina, it's a it's a shooting star. It's going to burn out. That's a meteorite made of ice. It's gone, you know. Oh, OK. And what do you think about the cost cap? Who do you think breaches? If you had to say a team that breached the cost cap, who are you looking to? Yeah. Well, you know, oddly enough, I would not say Aston Martin. And I think just because mm. of the uh, sheer advertising investment that the company would have put. Um, okay. I also think Mercedes has a lot. They do allow them to be far more intelligent financially. As far as Red yeah. Bull. Um, yeah, I didn't freeze. That was just. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't freeze. That was just my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, this is this is coming from someone who you mentioned this before. Like, I don't know how many months ago, but you were taught. We we all saw it because I remembered it too. Um, there was a point in Drive to Survive where I do believe Horner said, in my opinion, allegedly, that um, he wanted to ride. Like one of yeah. the leading right. drivers. Right. Um, yeah. That's a level of I will get this at all costs. That just Fast. doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't land with like oh I'm gonna mm -hmm. stick to the rules and have morals and be I'm saying ethical Fast. not morals like you know whatever book you right. read you know but yeah so got you that's and day. and that's if a good point. and if someone else does it it'll probably be someone like far enough down on the on the points that like everyone's just gonna shrug and be like all right, all right. yeah uh, you know it happens <laughs> okay yeah oh Bishop lauren dropping some bars as always thank you very much and thank you and for you, letting me do the plug <laughs> oh come on hey you know what one thing i will say is that we all have to do a better job with supporting each other as content creators and people in the space so you know you i'm gonna tell everybody this while you on here especially i support women in the space definitely i don't feel like y'all get enough um respect for what you all do and the point is that i respect what you all do because you do what i do 
you you you're passionate about the sport you're passionate about what you do you do your research you do your content you give your perspectives and you stay consistent so it shouldn't be looked at it as anything more than that a content creator that is doing their thing so if you plug in yourself people want to come see you i'm never going to be able to stop you growing i might slow you down but you're going to get to where you're going the only thing people need to decide is what side of the fence do you want to be on when people get where they get and yeah. i'd rather be on the side of the fence that said hey he never minded me trying to be the best me period yeah. Period. Beautifully so said. Salute you. Salute you. Beautiful. <laughs> big shout Beautiful. out, Lauren. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> right, big shout out. We got Baraka coming back. Then we got Will coming in. Baraka coming in hot. F1 Minute getting ready to start up. Man, I love it, man. I love this thing <laughs> cranking. Go ahead, Baraka. What you got, brother? So the first part, when I say cost cap, the teams that I think could be teetering on the line on breaking it, mm. I think further down the grid is Haas. Ooh. Okay. Um, and I'm just saying that because of Mick. Mick Schumacher, you know, torpedoing that car almost every three races. You know, probably let's be real, probably put a dent in their their pockets. I don't know how that will play into it. In terms of the top teams, Mercedes, I genuinely don't think so. Okay. Ferrari, I don't. And surprisingly enough, I think Red Bull are probably just looking around just to make sure it's like okay let's make sure everything is right everything's okay on paper so we don't have to be caught with our pants down again we got a jail at a free card last year let's just hope cross our fingers that it doesn't happen again right um but it wouldn't be some i personally say this i wouldn't be surprised if they're probably on the list I think I've watched enough motorsports to the point that I'm just walking into the new season of saying probably almost every team is fine, are cheating their way or trying to bend the rules a bit to make themselves better. And the, you know how the whole the uh, the old saying is like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't morally, trying. it's like morally it's wrong. But in motorsports, there's no such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing. Um, so it's like I wouldn't put it past any of the teams to be caught with their pants down. I think any okay. team has the ability to break the cost cap in whatever way they can. Okay. And in terms of legacy, I think what I think the pre what was I think Lauren was her name. I don't yeah. want to you know. Okay, I could see. I I think Max could probably show a little bit of like let's say humility off a of track again. I would I like Max, but I there's times at which it's like okay. You know, you're not on the track. You're not. You sh you're not. You shouldn't be on the edge now. He's like, you're. You chill out a bit. But I feel like again, he's probably in the brackets of like, if you watch NASCAR, the Bush brothers. Mm. They're hotheads on track, and surprise, and Ollie on a on a good day, you want to catch them. Hotheads off track, especially off track. the other one, Kyle. Well, I love Kyle Bush, but there are times in which it's like, hey, gotta you know tone it back a bit. <laughs> tone it back a bit. So I feel like Thanks. that's just where it's like, of course, you know, people want to, it's F1, different crowd, different environment. But I think for Max, he's in that realm of like the Bush brothers in terms of like how he is. Conducts himself. Con conducts himself. Which, if this was, if, let's be real, if F1 was NASCAR, everyone would be eating that up, chill and all that. But it's like, it's F1, it's a different environment, a different crowd that aren't used to it. Probably the closest form of formula racing to a hothead like the Bushes again. I'm going to do my prop. Will Power. You know, he ain't yeah, afraid to say what he wants. Again, he flipped off the crowd, I think, back in 2011. I can't remember the year. And then almost got into a scrap in practice with Scott Dixon. 
So it, I think it's just the crowd that, you know, the audience that F1 is, which would rub people the wrong way. Understandably so. Maybe for me, I'm used to it because I watch NASCAR to the point half of the drivers in the grid catch them would start sparring on 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 track for the littlest things. Right. So, yeah. Right. Okay, that Baraka. <laughs> Another good point, my brother, coming in with it. We got Will coming in next. Will going to go ahead and uh, take us on out. Will, what you got, my brother? Let's roll, bro. No clock on you. You say what you got to say, then you go ahead and take us out with the WPPN extra, extra intro, or extra outro. What you got? All right. So I will uh, cap it off with, uh, start off with the cap off with the cost cap, mm -hmm. issues with this whole thing with, with Red Bull and all that. Well, I say Red Bull because... Christian Horner was the person that started this whole entire thing, got this fire started with uh, cost caps and all that, and people were breaching, saying that there might be up to like six teams that breached the cost caps. So the first thing that right. I think, when I hear that, that means you broke the cost cap again. Because if you're starting to deflect and say, oh, there might be other teams that did it, you're basically saying you, you broke the cost cap again. <laughs> so we don't know what these other teams are. I know that there's always there's a lot of gossip in the paddock and people say things, but it doesn't always mean that a lot of that stuff is true. A lot of times right. it's just a, just a it lot was true of time. last time. So, and, mm -hmm. so I, I just think that it's definitely gonna be Red Bull. That's for sure. As far as the okay. other teams go, I don't know if they're gonna be any other teams. Maybe it's just a procedural breach and maybe it's not a full breach where they're gonna have penalties. Like the same thing that happened with, um, with Aston or Williams, the same thing that happened before. So maybe they just pay a little bit of a fine and they move on. I think the other thing uh, that Lauren was saying, and uh, also what Baraka was saying, that um, especially what Lauren was saying, the Aston Martin thing, and the huge gains that they had, kind of reminds me of the 2021 season, where Red Bull made a lot of gains over the season, even though the FIA stepped in and made it a lot easier for them with the high rake, low rake, make sure that the you know that the floors, the um, mm -hmm. the barge boards were shrunk so that Mercedes could be a lot slower by four tenths. We know how that all went down, but they also were able to develop really, really crazy throughout 2021, and which is why they broke broke the cost cap. It was the only way they were going to beat Mercedes that season. So it does remind me that back in 2022, when Aston Martin started really ramping up the the uh, development, that this is now the car that we see. So it's definitely possible that it could be Aston Martin as the second team. Uh, as far as any other teams, I'm not so sure who else they would be. I just have a feeling that it wouldn't be the Mercedes because they come out a lot to really say that they're just kind of they just don't seem like a team that would be uh, one to, um, as far as their principles go, the way that they right. run their business, it just doesn't seem like they would. And I stand on that. I don't think that would be, we'll ever hear that it was Mercedes that had a cost cap breach. I think that starts from the top that's when right. it comes to stuff like that. And when your top dog is Total Wolf, I don't think that's ever going to fly. So Financial I, I just think that he yeah. always does things in the right way, even if it means that it'll hurt the team overall because he has principles. And not saying that all the other TPs don't as well, but right. it just doesn't seem like that's we're ever going to hear that there was some type of uh, breach of the cost cap from that team. I think they know that they can give it time. They have the drivers in place to be able to build this up over time, and they will be back at the top very, very shortly. Mm. Okay, brother, man. Go ahead, man. What you got for WPPN, man, on our way out, bro? So we've got a couple of things coming up as far as this this uh, this race weekend. Right. And um, not, not even this race weekend, but the following. So uh, nobody's dropping any points as far as the in the penalty points paddock. But we do have some drivers that will be dropping points 
come Silverstone. So we've got Gasly, who still is at the top of the list. Uh, he just likes being a number one as far as the amount of penalty points he has. So he'll drop three points come around the Silverstone weekend. George Russell in second place with six points. He drops two points for Silverstone weekend. This is, of course, if they don't gain any points between now and Silverstone. So Yuki Sonoda in third place. He's got five points. He'll drop a couple of points actually after this weekend. So that's pretty good. Then you've got Stroll following up with five points. He doesn't lose points until October. you got Alonzo with two points. He'll lose his two points in November. Albon with three points. He loses some points right after Silverstone. You got Joe with three points and Norris as well, Hulkenberg. Then you got Alcon and Perez and Verstappen and Sainz all with two points. They don't lose any points anytime soon. And then Magnussen and Leclerc, they have a point each. They'll lose their points coming in the fall. But you also have Valtteri, Lewis, Piastri, your boy, Pia Pia, <laughs> DeVries, and Sargent. All the rookies, they have zero points, including Bottas and Hamilton. They seem to always keep it clean, though. Uh, our two vets there on that list. And then, a funny note, you still have four drivers because these points still have to go on that same recurring schedule of yeah. losing the points after a certain amount of time. Danny Rick still has six points, Latifi has four points, Mick Schubacher has three points, and Sebastian Vettel has two points. But they will lose all their points at the end of the season just in case they come back in. Because there's a lot of talk about you know Danny Rick coming Danny back Rick. and all that. Well, he will drop all of his points by the end of this season. So he'll okay. have a clean if he finds a team to come in. Also... We do have the whole entire tire war update. So right now, uh, I think this was last week. They did say that they confirmed, the FIA confirmed that there were there were two teams, uh, two two teams, two companies that were going to be uh, part of that whole entire tire tender thing for 2025. It's speculated that it is going to be Bridgestone. So mm -hmm. Bridgestone versus Michelin, and there's already a lot of things coming out where it seems like Pirelli's kind of like trying to i guess like save face or kind of say that hey you know there's gonna be this is such a harder process this time around but yeah. i think they've kind of got to their point now where they're starting to be on the back foot and bridges bridgestone's gonna come in pretty strong i've always said and a couple people uh, part of the fam has also said like mary and everybody has said that this the tire war thing would be great to see that come back to see you know yeah. uh, people competing for this and i think that since they beat hankook in 2020 that it would be nice to see another team come up and see what they can bring to the table. Uh, apparently, this whole entire process has gotten a lot more complicated, and they have a lot more, um, a lot more, I guess, uh, uh, things that they brought to the table that they need to do if they're going to be the tire supplier. Right. And, and again, that's going to be a three-year contract, so we'll see how that goes. And as far as the new teams go, uh, we did have the announcement from High Tech GP, which is in Formula 2 and in Formula 3 right now. They have a few Formula 3 championships. They've thrown their name in the hat for the new uh, tire, the new tire, the new team tender. So that's now, I think we're up to about three or four teams. We've got the Formula Equal, which would be the team that Craig Pollock used to be the CEO of uh, BAR, the Honda team. And they're coming in uh, to have a team that would be 50% men, 50% women. So there, they threw their name in the hat as well. You've got the Andretti team that's trying to come in. You've got Audi then taking over Sauber. And then you also have the, let me get, let me get this name wrong, Panthera, which is the Asian team that would be coming in as well to try to compete for these spots. And as it stands, it seems as if there would at least be maybe one team that could join the grid. But the FIA is on some like, on some nonsense where they're saying that some of the some of the paddocks wouldn't be able to accommodate for it because of where the garages are. I don't even know what any of that means, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey, big shout out, Will, bringing us that old canoe. That's what I'm saying. My brother would another be another be doing. It. And by the way, put some respect on Will's name. Like, 
bro be running. Listen, I'm challenging anybody to show up doing quality trivia to challenge this man to quality trivia because he's racking it up. Well, Will, I just sent you off another. What you up to right now, bro? Like what, $125, $150? I think it's about $200. Yeah, you bought up to $200. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, it's somebody better come with the challenge because we'll run it up. Free dogs is the only person close. I think he wants 75. The money be coming. I'm trying to tell y'all money be coming. The money ain't funny over here at Wolfpack. I'm giving real money and people act like they don't want it. Like, it's real money I'm giving away. It's Visa gift card coming to you. You buy what you want to buy. So, uh, but I, I'm going to let Baraka get in before I go ahead and close this out. Baraka, brother, go ahead, man. I'm going to give you that up. What you got, brother, man? I was just about to, you know, close everything off, but, you know, talking about Will and how he is always on that F1 stuff, getting that 150 bucks. It's like, you know what? He's lucky that I'm at work. The most times quality happens because half of the times I'm like, I have, I have, I have you guys playing in the background while I'm uh, working and I'm answering questions like, dang, if I wasn't so busy, I could probably beat Will. I'm giving myself, I'm giving me a chance. You know what? I was like, I, I, I usually want to come in humble and all that, but no, I'm going to be a max for staff. I'm going to come in hot. It's like, I could do it. You know what? The ne- if, the next time I'm off on a quality a quality day, I'm going to be there. Probably not this weekend though. I'm I'm just gonna say this weekend, I got other priorities to do. To the point is like I have to play you guys in the background, but I'll answer the questions and act like I've won something. But yeah, <laughs> that's it. Y'all take care. Have a good night. <laughs> Shout out! Oh my gosh, this was another epic episode. That was a way to close it out. Like no lie. But Rocker saying, like, Will, he putting you on notice, bro. He's saying when he show up, he's showing up to win when it does happen. And I'm telling you, anybody else that feel like they froggy and they want to jump, hey, show up to Quality Kickback Trivia, giving away free Visa gift cards, $25 or $50 on the wheel spin, on the race day highlights for Finale Lap when we do it. Now, this week, uh, come join us live. We will be live for the qualifying as usual. We will have Kickback Quality Trivia as usual. I likely may also go live for the sprint shootout. I would like to reserve to watch the sprint myself. And then what we will do is we will have a Wolves Den meeting for the sprint shootout, FP and Quali. And then, like usual, on Sunday, we will be live again. So likely live three times this weekend for the race day weekend, sprint, Quali, uh, Quali, sprint shootout, and then the race day. Hopefully... If Merck get another podium, I might go ahead and toss some bubbly in the fridge, pop that off on the show. We'll have a little bubbly and we'll have a little kickback, chop it up, kickback session. So like always, I really do appreciate you all joining another episode of F1 Minute, the hottest live talk show on the planet where I give you all a voice to come and say what you got to say a platform you got the voice i'm giving you a platform come say what you got to say plug yourself whatever the case is i'm here for all the smoke notice none of the haters really ever show up they like rats when the lights come on they scatter they don't really want it so y'all stay up stay with us content coming all through the week check out the podcast platform on spotify also f1 minute is on instagram now and i will see you all again soon peace and love i'm out